so proud. Yeah, I mean, you make Adam sound like he had an extra smoke, and, uh, and I smell sound higher and tinnier and nasalier than I really am. Take me higher. So there's an app. I don't know if you guys know it. Uh, it's called the Touch Tunes app. And if there's bars or restaurants that have the Touch Tunes, uh, oh yeah, 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 yes. you, you can control the. We're music. not from the '80s. Okay, well, I don't I mean, know. I, I'm from like the 40s, but yeah, okay. Not everyone knows this technology, so I like to play music, and no one knows you're the one playing it because you're not at the jukebox. Yep. And I always put on Creed mm-hmm. just to see how people react because six feet from the edge and I'm here is just so good. <laughs> But also, people people always, it always goes like this. People look around, they go, who the fuck put on Creed? And then halfway through the end, they're like, can you take me higher? And you're like, gotcha, bitch. I've got two go-tos on the uh, the touch tunes. Okay. One is Mark Anthony. And what Mark well, Anthony you know how Mark Anthony has a song. Uh, I can if see I'm, you, if being, I'm, I if I'm with see you being a Mark Anthony fan. The, the, <laughs> I'm, the I'm with you. But I don't put it on the English version. I put it on the Spanish one, which is uh, "Si te tengo aquí," and people can you freak the out. Main part. I don't know all the words to it. I like um, La Vida Loca. Or something like that. All right, so there's that. Uh, and then, did you say, did you say "baby"? Then, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, because it's "baby" when I think about you. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, the other one is um, "Share." I like to put on "Share." What? Oh boy. I like to put on believe. Are you coming? Because are you hanging out in my neighbor? Are you hanging out in Chelsea in New York? Why did somebody put on believe? No, it's just one of the larger gay communities in the United States. That's first of all, it's slightly hurtful. Uh, second of all, no share. That, that, well, that listen. is a serious inference you're making about Russ. Yeah, no, it's about share. Oh. Um, there's a bar. Say? So my my share. wife has, there's a my bar on has, my street that's always playing share, and the windows are blacked out. Share. So my share. wife. Uh, my share. wife judged share. me. A foul. When we. A <laughs> foul. Um, Wait, how do you say her name? It's share. share. No, it's share. share. No, it's share. share. Pretty sure it's share. No, it's share. Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. It Kyle, is share. You, Kyle, you think it's sure? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm not taking advice <laughs> oh from God. someone that doesn't know who Cardi B is and calls it sure. She's having a big week. So oh, yeah. after, let's, let's Kyle, after our show, I a, see she's on Instagram. My wife knows who she is because she's doing something week. with Bruno. Kyle, she's had a big year. Yeah, well, she's doing something with Bruno now, so now she's real. What was her thing? She Was she the first female rapper to hit platinum? Was that what it was? No, she I believe was the first one to get number, number one, one on the billboard. Number one hit. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, so what? Tell us, which share song? Sure. Oh, you always put on believe, because you hear that like the auto. You, you hit the uh, the auto tune keyboard, and then uh, like what fifteen seconds in here, it starts to crescendo, and then everybody looks around like, what is this? And then you See, you hit that first. No matter how hard I try. Yeah, but you're the guy that does karaoke, and you do like a boy band song, and it's like. Yo, what is your karaoke song? No, my Russ? karaoke song. Uh, I'm trying to think. The last time I did it, which was like five years ago, I sang an Enrique Iglesias song. Yeah. Because of course I did. It was uh, it was by it was Bailamos. Of course. You know, 
Mm. I can't Russ's, tell Russ's if Kyle... Russ's music interests go directly like his sports interests. Like, he, he, anything between 98 and 2000, when he was first introduced to it, that's, yeah. that's his range. No, I my, don't know no if... listen, this is, this, is, this is why I am like I am. Songs that, like, we listen to in the car, my dad is older. My mom's not exactly, like, that much younger, but my, go, my, my dad's... So, my dad's soundtrack in his car was, my like... was 22. Tony, was Tony Bennett... Frank Sinatra and like Maynard Ferguson. You get in my mom's car and it was Celine Dion and Cher. Gotcha. This is why I am like I am. I'm riding in your dad's car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know, I know. if and then, Kyle does karaoke or if he sits there and argues why he'll never do karaoke. I did don't you know. not see the video I sent on Twitter about a month ago of Kyle, me doing R. Karaoke. Kelly remix to Ignition? No, Someone asked specifically, they're like, you seem like a bad karaoke person. And I dug up a video from, it's on my Twitter if people want to go look for it. It was probably from 2010 because they said it seemed like back in college you did bad karaoke. And But it was from 2010. It was me and my now wife uh, doing a remix to Ignition at a is bar in Allentown. One, is that your number one karaoke song? No, we just thought it would be funny because we were at a bar in Allentown. And it was, like really really didn't fit the room. Yeah. You, you would What's say. your number one? Um, I'm a big dancer. I, there was another one I wanted to show you guys, but I couldn't. I couldn't for some reason I couldn't share the Facebook video. But I was doing. Uh, I was doing back. It was uh, I guess 2009 at a bar down the shore, and I was doing the Forrest Gump dance is my go-to with the bars. And uh-huh. I was doing the Forrest Gump dance to uh, Pyt. Nice. Wait, yeah, what's you your no- really what's your number one karaoke song? Uh, my, my secret. My secret <gasps> fantasy is to be in a cover band and sing uh, Fall Out Boy's Sugar We're Going Down because I can, I can do every word, which is a difficult song. That's my, that's my jam. <laughs> it's a only, difficult song. Am I the only person who hates Fall Out Boy? Do you know it? Yeah, probably. They're great. I'm wildly indifferent to Fall Out Boy. My, do you know every word of that song? That is a difficult every, song. No, it's not. No, I don't, I don't every, even know what, which song that is. I'd rather, I'd rather somebody down, admit that they... Go ahead. Let's. No, I'm not saying flex, it, but he knows golden the song pipes. I really wish that I I had I haven't done this yet because it's like way too long for karaoke. But how about a little bit of My Chemical Romance, Black Parade, because you've got that. There's that paradigm shift three minutes in where it becomes a totally different song. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Same year, same year ish as Sugar We're Going Down. That's circa it's circa 2006. That is a superior song to Sugar We're Going Down. It is not. And you know it when, not I first, the time when I first when I first heard uh, Sugar We're Going Down swinging, I thought they said we're going down, down in a merry-go-round. And That's I'm like, why, why it's such a difficult song. No, no. one knows the right words because they can't enunciate. No. Of course, Adam, of Adam seems like he's above this song. Get, give, give me a line. Let's see if let's see if you know the actual words. No, I don't know any of this shit. Hold on. I just know that Kyle, of course, Kyle goes, I chose this karaoke song because it's clearly the most difficult song to sing. He's like, he's trying to get all the karaoke snobs in the back sipping the Smirnoff ice. <laughs> you you really? have no idea. I think I've posted on the site before just hoping that like someone from a local cover band that would play it like the OD would be willing to have me on stage to sing uh, Sugar We're Going Down. Well, Kyle, I think you need to like put a little bit, a little tape out there. Why don't you sing a little bit for us? Yeah, I'm not singing, but I can. Uh, my voice is not good, but I know the words, and that's re- that's really all that matters that's, when you're a cover That's band. half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> singing is knowing the words. Exactly. Um, hey, Kyle, when, when Lil B, the bass god, was tweeting in all caps at the Sixers, did you understand who that was, or did you have to Google it? Be honest. I have no idea who that is. 
Adam. But Kyle, Kyle might be the whitest guy in America. <laughs> like, it's inc- like I feel like he lives on Q102 and like Pepsi nah. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> and he just says far out still. No, Lil B the Bass God is a Houston-based rapper that is known for placing curses on athletes and sports teams, and for some reason those curses have seemed to work. And legit or like someone who talks to them and then they're cursed. No, is it no like he goes oh. he goes, I put a curse on you. Oh, and, that's messed up. And apparently it's it work has worked in the past. He did it to KD before. Yes, and, and then that, he released and, it and then KD won. Yep. So So he, uh, he blessed the Sixers is all you really need to know. The Sixers the Philadelphia seventy sixers were one of he I think seven one of seven teams that he uh he gave a blessing to. And then Sixers Twitter, of course, because they're fantastic, responded and said, "Let's get you out to a game." I think did he get out to the last? If one? I was running their Twitter. I would have said, "Who are you?" Someone said one of the teams said that I think it was the Nuggets. And it was then, the, yeah, and, and then, then the Sixers he, beat them. And then Lil B was like, "Now I double curse you." And then is, the it that hard, is, is it that hard? Is it that hard to be um, to run a team Twitter? Like all you have to do is one time like do something that a normal person would do and not be like, come and get tickets tomorrow. Like, I feel like if a team is just like, oh, God, wait, that's a weird shirt. People are like, boom, roasted. What a job by the Brooklyn Nets Twitter. I feel like that used to be a thing. I want to say like four years ago, it was like the Los Angeles Kings and everybody else. And since then, I would say within the last two years, almost every team, even like the Yankees, I think, have had have hired people under the age of clearly once you hit 30 you start losing touch with reality so they've hired people under the age of 30 to run their twitter accounts and i think for the most part most teams are doing that i'm going to take a lot of offense to your last comment i think that when you i think that when you're over 30 with kids in the suburbs you you're, definitely lose you live in new you are if there's anyone who's in a new york bubble it might be you so you Ooh. like uh, no 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 that's not a shot but if no you're I like from it. here I like it if you're you like, go here New York's a different world <laughs> like you know there's n- you're living in the city yeah but if I was you're, living you're in Philly talent, I'd live in downtown you're talent Philly living in New York like I don't you 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 know you dine al fresco most days I would imagine stuff like that <laughs> it's in the snow is happening and I'm still eating outside <laughs> a salad hey speaking of dining. Yes. How was that? I'm really offended yes. that neither of you asked me what, what? my karaoke song. What's your karaoke was. song? Oh, now, now I don't even want to tell you. The whole reason for this you will tell us. No, let's you talk, will tell us. No, no let's talk about Kyle's us. Pat's King of Steaks. Rant. No, that's not it. I think he was going to bring up the live event that's coming up next I was. Thursday. So this is January a tease 11th to stick at Carlino's, which everybody needs to go to. So yes, Thursday. January 11th, uh, which is, I feel like I'm doing my cozy countdowns again. Uh, six days away, we're having a live podcast and food tasting slash playoff party platter preview. Try that. Extravaganza. Extravaganza at the Carlinos in Ardmore. The address is on the website. 
Uh, there's also a Carlino's location in Westchester for those of you who can't make it and want to check out their fine fare. Anyway, Carlino's is a is a small Italian market, and they are, of course, known for their homemade pastas and meatballs and all that stuff that you would expect to find at an artisan Italian market. But they are working with us to promote their game day platters and their sports fan friendly uh, meals, especially for your tailgates, for your Super Bowl watch parties. Uh, they sent me the menu. I posted it the other day. You can go on Crossing Broad. The post is still featured if you're on the desktop. They have like the most ridiculous, delicious sounding game day platters from wings to artisan, uh, artisanal meats and cheeses. I'm not even going to do it justice on here to like cheesesteak strombolis, like everything homemade. It, it, shockingly good looking stuff so we're having a live event to kind of preview and taste test and introduce you all that stuff next thursday 7 p.m it's free to come carlino's in ardmore uh the one person in attendance will get a five will win five hundred dollars which seems to be our magic number around here worth of a catered super bowl party platter five hundred dollars worth of food all you got to do is show up and someone who shows up will be there uh, so you have, you know, relatively good odds of winning. And additionally, anyone who listens to Crossing Broad or reads Crossing Broad or whatever, uh, you get 10% off if you go in and mention us and you get anything from their game day menu. So uh, thanks to our friends at Carlinos for sponsoring the show, and we're looking forward to the event next Thursday. Uh, we were almost they, going. Go they ahead. They also uh, tweeted out yesterday, and they had on their Facebook page, that La Cabra Brewing out of Berwyn is going to be providing beer that night. Yo, they're going all out. So they're they're ready. And I have heard. Oh wow! I saw. I thought that was a coffee place. There's going to no, be no. beer there. Well, I don't know. The emoji they used was beer, and yes. Oh no, kidding! On, if you go on the Cobber Brewing's uh, Twitter page, it is definitely beer. Oh, cool! I thought it was coffee. I was like, wow, I'm not sleeping. Well, that there we night. go. Even better. So I, it, I've it's going to be a lot of fun. And look, if Cozy you were listening, be in attendance. I've heard a rumor. Oh, will I don't they? Know that they might be. Hmm. They might be. How about it? So I think, uh, listen, if you listen to this podcast, you have a few jobs to do. One is to leave a five-star review on iTunes, which we have one new one. Yeah. And then outside of that, it's tell everybody about this event. Because even if you have friends who don't necessarily listen to the podcast but might read the website, uh, you have a responsibility as their friend to try to give your group of friends as high of a chance as you can to win that $500 Super Bowl spread. So spread the word. To be clear, there's not going to be like a thousand people there, so you're going to have relatively good odds uh, if you come, if you come out and support us. But uh, by the way, our friends from Carlinos, um, for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure Adam doesn't because he doesn't read Slack, we're doing a bottle swap at my house tonight. Ooh. Um, and I reached out to Carlinos. I was like, "Hey, you want to come to the bottle swap?" And uh, we'll taste test the food and tweet about it. And they were going to come. And then uh, marketing manager uh, Rich had somewhere else to be and wasn't able to come. So we were almost going to have a preview of the preview platters, which would have been like a double preview. But uh, we're just going to have to wait till Thursday. That was kind of a buzzkill. That was a little bit of a buzzkill. That's right. I got a plan B. We're going to have good food. The bottle. But spot. I love. I do love Carlinos, and people need to go. I'm very excited. Hey, come out and enjoy the. Uh, the massive difference in height between Kyle and I. That that in of itself is worth the price of admission. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to sit myself in a nice place. And if you can Skype or something, I'm down. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want to just smell it virtually. Mm. I want we'll you to it. put the food in my face and the whole show, I'm just going to go, God damn it, I wish I was eating your food. 
We'll probably so, Adam, do what's it. your karaoke song? Let me do the track. Oh, Kyle, it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, no, okay, fine. It's uh, Fat Joe, What's Love, starring Ashanti and Ja Rule. Uh, because you know what's very difficult? Someone's uh, Fat Joe's lines. Uh, they're very aggressive, uh, and if there's females in attendance, I'll tell you what, it's kind of exciting. Uh, but also, I will say this, there have been multiple times, this is kind of great, where the song starts, and then a girl comes up and goes, can I be your Ashanti? Which I think might be the most romantic thing that could be said to a man. Russ, uh, by the way, that's never actually happened. It happened to me once in San Diego, <laughs> and it happened to me, no, it's happened to me a few times, because every girl wants to sing that part. But then the other song I'll sing is... Oh, I um, get it. To sing her lines. I thought. Yes, it was like, exactly. Okay. No, no, yeah. no. The other thing, though, Russ definitely doesn't know this, is... Um, oh, God damn I'm just it. playing it in the background because... Yeah, I was, play it louder. Oh, it's so good. Russ, do you know this song? I've heard it. Do I know the lyrics? No, I do not. And then I can't remember my I, other one. I'll, all I know of, of of Fat Joe is Lean Back. Now I know that song, In and Out. Oh, and my other song that I like to sing is Sister Hazel, All For You. That's a good song. Oh, uh, is that? No. That's a good song. That's up there with, uh, 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 oh, God, who's the other song? Gin Blossoms, Hey Jealousy. Oh, this one, okay. coming strong. This is usually on a 104.5. Yeah, because that allows me to go, it's the Creed voice again. It all it comes back to Creed. There was an, there's another song you do that voice for there's a, about a month ago he, on here. No, he was just doing it before where, he's, where he was doing six feet, six feet deep. Nah, six yeah, feet no, yeah, no, there's edge. another one. Yeah. You know, if you Did think you, about it, everybody really is just a, a variation of Creed. Like, yeah, if, right? if you think voice-wise, like, as you add... Uh, a depth of, of voice and you drop it a couple octaves. You start at Kermit the Frog, hit share, and then go all the way down to Creed. <laughs> it's true. So, do, so we have real sports to talk about? Yes. Well, we, we talk about the Patriots and uh, ego implosion. Yeah, yeah let's hear your theory. Insane. You got a theory. Okay, so do have a theory. Tell people what article, we're talking about to start because they there's might There's an article by Seth Wickersham of ESPN, an investigative article that went on for a lot longer than I thought it would because it had a lot of juicy details about the ego triangle in New England that is Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady. Now it's I like had the sports version of the Trump book. It kind of is. And yeah. I, I had God, been this hearing this stuff from Sims uh, earlier this week. He was telling me, this is before it came <sighs> out, that the Patriots were getting really annoyed that every time you watch the the Patriots on CBS, Robert Kraft was always on TV. So much so during the last game, they put up a graphic called The Killer Bees, Brady, Belichick, and Bob, giving Robert Kraft credit for the five Super Bowls as well. And that is like the underlying issue that this piece talks about, which is all three of them think they're the most important piece, and they're having some infighting. Belichick is fighting 
with Kraft and they had a meeting and it didn't clear out the air. Uh, Belichick said things like, I'll, he'll give up coaching once Robert gets involved in football matters. Robert Kraft demanded that they trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Then apparently Belichick just called Kyle Shanahan because he respected his dad and was like, I'm going to trade you Garoppolo. It came out that Garoppolo turned down a $17 million a year contract extension uh, beforehand to stay with the Patriots because Belichick was going to make him the successor. Brady's crazy trainer trained half the team, talked shit to them about Belichick, started telling them not to do exercises. Garoppolo went to the TB12 training facility uh, because he was told to go there and all the lights were off and they did not work him out. Like nobody was there and Garoppolo had to leave. Uh, Brady then was like hugging people and celebrating after he got traded. Uh, People called Tom Brady, sir. There's just like so much shit and it really does make Belichick seem like the guy that's like, so my theory is if you've ever seen uh, Bill Belichick, a football life, there are scenes where Bill Belichick is walking around the Meadowlands with his son. What is that, by the way? Is that a... 30, so 30 sort of it's thing. like an yeah it's a documentary for the NFL network that they do okay. for Hall of Famers or big name players and it just it's all it's incredible access got it and it's like a lot of old clips so it's like an NFL films 30 for 30 and he's he spent because he look he started off he didn't start off but he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants under Parcells when they won the Super Bowl in like 90. And he worked for the Giants for a really long time. And he's walking with his son. And I'm telling you the amount of love that he has for the Giants. And look, he was the DC when Phil Sims was the quarterback. And Chris has always told me that Bill has a wild love for the Giants. It's like his first love. My theory, and this would scare me to death, would be he goes to New York. The the article talks a lot about how this could be the last year for Belichick in New England, how he's getting all of his coaches ready to go other places, McDaniel's somewhere else, Patricia somewhere else. What if Belichick, what if the Maras are like, hey, Gettleman, I know we just hired you as GM, but we're going to have to ask you to leave. We want Bill Belichick, and he comes and they just give him a blank check, and then he coaches another 10 years in New York. That would be like the worst thing that ever happened. I was ready to just think that we're screwed this year with Nick Foles in the playoffs, and you had to just, you just had to ruin my fandom. Now, here's the thing. This I realized this last night because I tweeted out, what if Belichick goes to the Giants? And half of the responses are, do you think it's possible? And the other half were Eagles fans going, what is wrong with you? Why would you do this to us? And I'll never forget, Dave Chappelle had a, a, stand, he was a conversation, and he said, I realized I was more comedian than black person when the Kramer thing happened. And instead of getting offended, I went, man, uh, get him next time, Kramer. I realized that I'm more of an insane NFL fan than I am like an Eagles haunch because I would love to see Belichick and the whole world turn upside down. 
than be like, I want the easiest road for the Eagles. I uh, That's not even an easiest road thing. That's like a you're fucked thing. Well, I always like this. I always like the silver linings playbook, and my silver lining would be when Belichick comes to your division, everyone works harder. So maybe the Eagles will finally work really hard. I don't know. No. I sort of hate you now, by the way. Oh, Not that's for all your we... opinion on this. Right, for so I'm, your I'm out, the guys. fact I'm, that you I'm just going to leave for it. What? I'm just, I'm just going to go. Why? Well, no, this is always when he leaves, but now he's going to act like he's. I don't upset. have to leave. I'm on a two-hour delay. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I say it seems early. Wait, hold on. Did you have a snow day yesterday, yes, Russ? I did. Time out. So take us through as an adult teacher. Do you root for snow the night before? No. Well, be honest. No, I'm going to. Well, this is my honesty. So back in the day when you didn't have when you had a snow Wednesday, by the way, when you would have a snow day, you had a day off like the kids did. But now many school districts have a thing where like if you have a snow day, you have to make the hours up like you have to do online training or other things. Uh, to to earn those hours back, so it's really not like having a day off. Like you get the day off, and then you like you enjoy it, and then you say, "Man, now I have to go make up six or seven hours for it." Um, two hour delays are actually better in, oh. that, in that way, and early dismissals are also acceptable. Now, I will admit that yesterday was nice because we took the kids to daycare, and we had a day to ourselves. Wow, which uh-huh. which, which was nice because we uh-huh. sat down and we watched Poldark, which is a, a lovely show on masterpiece television on a pbs i love this i love this move where you guys are you've done this before where you guys are both off and you're like yeah we're still taking the kids to daycare anyway i respect yeah i mean we're paying anyway Um, yeah but hold on you you want us to believe that you watched masterpiece theater yeah i mean you can come on yeah the whole place to yourself yeah we watched poldark we made popped in some pizza rolls no my wife made these uh, black bean quinoa, fire black up the bean flyers on the tablet. burgers. Yep, o- opened up a yellow tail. No, <laughs> that's not even good. Exactly, then, that's uh, part of the joke. N- nope. And that was uh, such a watched, that was such a, a some pole dark joke. It was great. Yep, that's that's what a guy from uh, from New York would say. You know, so <laughs> it's just really. It's really I sad wa- how out of touch you are at this I point. Know. I want this to be my character so badly out of touch to you. Well, Yorker, I'll tell you what though, your take on the your take on Bill Belichick there is is fitting right into your your narrative here. Like how like how could you seriously yeah, say that? Yeah, it's like that? you're passively rooting for Belichick to go to the Giants. No, yeah, because uh, do you look, want the Eagles to Be- die? Do you I'm, want Carson Wentz to have an unsuccessful career? Do you want Doug Peterson and his middle part stepdad self to lose his job? Is that what you want? I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure about the last one, but I'll say this. I'm Look, we have Carson Wentz for a decade. Let everybody come at us. We're 13-3, and three and Nick Foles played three games. I'm feeling good. Let like Apparently, you guys aren't confident in Carson Wentz. I, that's what I learned this oh, morning. Oh, come on. That has I nothing love, to do with it. No. <laughs> See, See, typical, I look, I root, hold on. typical New Yorker. You know, twisting the knife and then running away. I, I see, but I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't like it. I don't. I don't appreciate. Speaking of New Yorkers twisting the knives, they had uh, as many murders as Philly last year, and oh, there's, the population is five times as large. So go Philly. Um, and no, it, like, well, look, you know what? How many of those happened at your your stupid cheesesteak selection, Pats? Probably none. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Stop distracting. I don't know. If, Stop I don't worldwide know if I genocide. Yo, I, I don't. I, 
I this tweeted like that 2K. yesterday. Someone, this is like 2K all, all over again there, Stop fella. for one sec. Someone, someone tweeted me yesterday after that went out, and they said hashtag worldwide genocide, and I cracked up. <laughs> um, no, but Adam, like as a blogger, I occasionally root for things that run maybe slightly against the grain of fandom just for the sheer, like, um, you know, from the career interest aspect of it. But I would never go so far as to say, I hope that Bill Belichick comes to the division so I could see other people freak out. Oh, that'd be great. Are you kidding uh, me? Bill Belichick and Odell Beckham Jr.? Like, what does that even mean? Oh, God. These are things I that I want to see. It's like it's like new art forms. There is a positive in that, though, in, in that it would probably lead to the, the Eagles, just by virtue of having Wentz, would, would do well. And the Giants, by having Belichick, would also be like the other contender, which would mean you would... You would inherently have to rule out the other two teams in your division, which means you would probably make the playoffs every year. So it's actually not that awful. It would Chase, eliminate it would awful. eliminate some of the parity that exists with the uh, the Cowboys and the Chase Redskins. Jason Garrett point. would legitimately shit his pants if that news came <laughs> on his desk. He'd be like, "What just happened? <laughs> uh, I gotta go." <laughs> How does he keep being employed? I think. Jason How does Marvin Garrett's Lewis better? keep being employed? Well, that one's like a national outrage, and, and I, I get, but like no one seems to ever be like, you know, I don't think Jason Garrett's a very good, like the most mediocre coach in the history of football. I think he is bad mouthed more than he should be. Because I will say this: if you looked at the Cowboys season and I told you, hey, Zeke is going to be suspended for six games, it's going to be hanging over his head for the eleven before that. Two members of your offensive line leave in free agency. Two more get hurt. Your star left tackle misses games for the first time in his career. Des Bryant takes a full step back. Jason Witten doesn't even exist anymore. Sean Lee misses half the season. And your entire secondary leaves in free agency. But the problem is, is like sports fans, people go, they still got Dak and Zeke. They should win it all. And no one ever looks at like all the other mitigating circumstances where it's like, I don't know. I just I think sometimes he's judged harsher, and then when you get nicknames like the Clapper from Mike Lombardi, it kind of sticks. But it's not. It's not just this year. Like, yeah, I mean, but like, really... but last year they were thirteen and three, and they, and they bowed lost... out immediately in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to like one of the greatest performances ever from Aaron Rodgers as he like rolled left and threw it fifty yards on a line, and then the kicker hit a fifty-nine yard field goal. Like it was. It was a very they. He's the offensive guy, and they scored 34 points or something like that. Like, I just, I don't think, that one you can't control. The worst Sometimes part is, Aaron Rodgers fucks you. But he's, you he's coached that, for eight years. He's won one playoff game. Yeah, but you know that the seven, worst part of this is going to be, years. like, if the if the Eagles get eliminated in the first game after having home field, Ugh. Dallas did last year, right? So then if, um, if the Eagles have a worse performance in that first game than the Cowboys did last year, I can I can already see the Dallas fans. Can we really quick? That wasn't, Adam, by the way, Adam, that was I, not a, Adam, that was not a, a bad Dallas about, performance uh, last year, Russ. That was the game uh, of the year. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Dak so, Prescott was crazy in that game. Adam, he was I, better I'm than asking, Rogers. I'll I'm not asking you to to list like a source or anything. Do you have any idea why Marvin Lewis still has a job? Yes. So, um, I think about it like this. If you were in a relationship, right, and there was this girl and she was dating this guy. She always and, gave you back rubs. Well, that was weird. And before the girl met the guy, she was in a bad place. She was in debt. 
Uh, all of her friends treated her like shit. Yeah, she herpes. looked awful. Yeah, like everyone wow. called her. Everyone called her Mrs. Herpes. Like it was weird. And then this guy came along and like kind of fixed a lot of that stuff. And like except like, the herpes. And that like shit'll got, get you. Got her medication <laughs> for the herpes, and her she got better friends, and she started dressing better. And then eventually, like, the girl, like, it was kind of like one of those she's all that situations, got so much better that people were like, why are you with him? That's kind of Marvin Lewis, where the Bengals were, like, the most unattractive place ever. They couldn't get free agents. All of their guys were getting arrested. And then Marvin Lewis turned them into, like, a respectable franchise. And, Russ, if you really do look... Marvin Lewis is the guy that picks all the players, and the Bengals are kind of stacked. If you really look, they have three running backs that are good. They have A.J. Green. They've had a lot of... Oh, fucking A, that was intense. Oh, man. Oh, damn, that, that's decent. He's six feet from the urge, and he's thinking... God, no, no, God bless you. Okay. Uh, hey. God bless you in this holiday season. They've had a lot of offensive linemen that have become stars other places that were there that they just couldn't pay. They have drafted a lot of good pass rushers. They have three Pro Bowl-level cornerbacks. They have George Iloka at safety. They have Vonta. They have a lot of talent, and he picked that. The problem is, is like, I would also say if— they're not good. The reason that he's still there this year, Russ, is I think it's a rough year if you need a coach and you're not going to get one of the Patriot guys. The Bengals are not getting Matt Patricia or Josh McDaniels. And the question is, do you want Pat Shermer? Do you want Jim Schwartz? Guys that a lot of people in the NFL see as retreads. There's just not a lot of good like candidates like there was last year with McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and the like. That's I guess how that's, I see it. I guess that's fair. I I was just confused because like I I'm I was thinking about it and I couldn't help but but remember that it was in like mid December. Schefter had reported that Marvin Lewis was going to leave to go pursue oh, yeah. other coaching opportunities. So like I'd even said that at lunch to somebody because somebody had said like Why is Marvin Lewis still employed? And I said Oh well he's he's leaving at the end of the year. Yes. And then the next day. He signs a two-year extension. The two worst secrets in the NFL were that Bruce Arians and Marvin Lewis didn't want to coach next year. And that's why I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that the Bengals brought him back because Mike Brown is a weird owner that like just just wants things to be how they've always been. But I'm surprised that Marvin Lewis wanted to come back because I definitely thought he was done. But this is what happens when you win a Week 17 game and eliminate uh, one of your division rivals from the playoffs, all of a sudden you're like, that was fun. But they don't realize like in training camp that they have to do this shit again for an entire year. They just kind of, and I don't know, it's two more years of salary. All right. Pat's king of stakes. Oh my God. Ah. Adam, let's, let's ask you since, you know, I'm a you've New been York tainted by, by New I, York. Adam goes what, uh, to a five-star what's your, restaurant what's your go-to? in New York. It is Philly cheese. Adam, when you're in town, What's your go-to cheese? I will place? say it's funny because in New York they call it a chopped cheese, uh, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm not fucking with that. Of course, no. Look, I will say this: as I'm I riding understand... through town, I ask the driver to pull. As it I'm, over. as I'm <laughs> riding in an electric car that drives itself. In the I like inner... that you say electric car as though it's like this really rare thing anymore. <laughs> a self-driving electric car? Okay. They exist in Berlin. Do they exist in New York? 
probably there's a Tesla dealership like six blocks from me, and I always wonder who the fuck is going in there and buying a Tesla. That's but a good question. Probably people that live in Connecticut. I will say that I understand Kyle's plight. If don't I was not walk- Tesla, I don't no, know. Of course, I, oh, okay. no, no. I just but no seriously though. I who understand buys Tesla. But go ahead. Oh, uh, You're starting smart people. You're no, I think Tesla's are great. On the road. But it's just like I've never. They're expensive. I, I just, yeah. But the, you do get it. Like the the taxing, you get a tax break, or at least you did, yeah. and then you don't have to pay for gas. So when you go and, and price one out on their website, their monthly they'll dock like one hundred and fifty dollars off their monthly payments. Um, you know, because they're factoring in gas, and they can usually get that number down to around seven hundred bucks a month, which Kyle, you begin to talk please. yourself into. Please be the only one in the cul-de-sac with a Tesla. I'm not there yet. Well, the Model 3. The Model 3 is affordable, but um, if you're not on that waiting list, you're... It's getting good early reviews, too. It's getting great early reviews. Of course, it's Tesla. So, I understand understand Kyle's plight. My first cheesesteak that I ever had that was a... Like, one from Philadelphia was Pat's. And for the longest time, when people asked me, Pat's or Gino's, I would say Pat's. I don't think their cheesesteaks are bad. I think that people in Philadelphia get annoyed that they're not asked, what's your favorite cheesesteak place? They're asked, Pat's or Gino's. To the point where I have a clip on my phone of me asking Carson Wentz, Pat's or Gino's, and he responded, neither. I've never had either of them. Like, I even asked that question Where was two this? years ago. He this answered, was at the roasted NFL. deer. This is yeah right. This he is like the like NFL rookie premiere in LA when he was a rookie. So two years ago, okay, I, I was there and I was like, Pat's or Gino's, like a fucking noob, and I'm an idiot for doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're but, an asshole. But I understand Kyle's plight because um, it's just completely uncool to say those things. But I will say that they're good. Um, but. Yeah, Kyle's in a tough spot. So, what's your favorite? Did Adam? you read you the piece? That Did you read my I, reasoning? Yes, I did. Um, yes, like I also, what's your go-to? Say, what's your go-to? Let's go. Um, Are you I gonna usually, side with him? No, I usually say yes. Tony Luke's, but okay, then you're in the same ballpark. Then, but mm. then I will say that typically I am a Jim's or Ishka Bibbles guy. I knew I've never were, been. I've it. never been to Ishka Bibbles. That's Ben Simmons' favorite place. I'm a Jim's guy. And although I will say Jim's that I like super slimy, I, I like, like Steve's. Um, Prince I like Steve's. Yep. Well, here's okay. But so we're, so we're in a similar. Kyle's right. Kyle's right on this. Picking your favorite cheesesteak has become a contrarian competition, where everyone goes. Actually, my favorite is Paul's Wizard of Steaks. I know you've never had it, but it's delicious. Like that's what everyone does now. It's so better I, than I, what I agree. you've ever had in your life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, if you look yeah. at these other people's selections, like, D'Alessandro's I've heard of. Like, Tony, John's like, Roast Pork, like, I've I've heard of people saying the cheese. I heard a lot of John's yesterday. The Denix Roast Pork answer is somebody that's like, let me Google this shit, and, it, and then the first thing that pops up is, screw the Philly cheesesteak, this is what real foodies eat. And yeah, it's I like, hate. whatever, bro. Like, it's a roast pork sandwich, that's not what the fucking question was. Like, I, what the fuck heck is here? Gooey Louie's? In Pennsport, who chooses that? Pizza- and pizzeria pesto. Where's Pennsport? I have no idea. He's, he's he's pulling from the comments. The 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 Knicks no no. Thing- I'm I'm pulling from the other picks in that, yeah, that article. Picks. Oh right, okay, right. Um, it was Delisandro's, John's roast pork. You pick Pat's, pizzeria pesto, and Gooey Louis. I've only heard of three of those. The only uh, worst uh, answer is 
the best cheese sticks are the ones that my mom makes at home. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you're the Knicks point. At, I'm like halfway with you on the, the Knicks point. I mentioned the Knicks. In the I've post. had it. It's a very it's, good sandwich. It's the best pork sandwich. Would especially I, when they dip it. I'm just saying that answering I that agree. for that question. I, I agree. With is you. like oh, instead of it, cheese. Like oh, yes. somebody says what's yes. your favorite cheese steak, and you say it's like pork. oh, I like to only wear Warby Parker glasses. <laughs> I can't, like go fuck yourself. New like, you're annoying. Um, what is what is Ruby Park? Oh. Online glasses delivery service. They're on like every podcast except this one, Russ. Uh, oh, really? Make that happen. Yeah, I no, listen but, to a uh, lot of podcasts. I've never heard of them. Are they based com- in New York? No, just it's an online glasses ordering place. They someone do have a store right near the Tesla dealer. <laughs> Why am I not? <laughs> they don't have a store. The whole point their costs are low is because they're online only. Ugh. No, they have yeah. a store. Do they really? In yeah, New York, yeah. I mean. Fake All news. Right. So hold on, hold on. The the Knicks. Someone commented about that in like, oh no, the the true best sandwich. Here's the thing: the roast pork and cheesesteak are both good. You might have a preference, but someone's like, you know, everyone eats cheesesteaks. The real sandwich is the roast pork. No, it's not. Cheesesteaks are delicious too. They like, are. Don't don't go getting all hipster because you know the roast pork is is slightly more newfangled and and not as widely available. They're both good. The Knicks is. I've heard a lot of Johns though since that post. Multiple tweets, I think some comments, uh, several people I believe on the Facebook page. I got John's more than anything else in response, recommending both the pork and the cheesesteak. Um, so take that Question. for what you will. But both you guys, both you guys named pretty mainstream places, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I like Steve's is like a isn't like aren't they like a distant cousin of Pat's? Like they're all very sure. similar I styles. Steve's has two. Kyle, I was pseudo defending can't boast you. the Wells Fargo. Center. No, I know, I know, I, I'm. I appreciate that, and yeah, I, got, I will tell he's people got his back against the wall. No, I don't. Campos at the <laughs> Wells Fargo Center, same style where people like probably turn their turn their nose up at you. As far as stadium food, really good cheesesteaks, and it's in that same family of thick cuts of meat, which. I don't know. To me, that stands out. Like almost every local place in the suburbs, you know, small hole in the wall places, you know, they'll chop it up real fine, and right. And you know, everyone's like, "Oh, I like mine chopped up. Pat's is too tough." But the, the canonical Philly cheesesteak from all those places is the thicker, you know, you know, chunkier, you know, pull it apart with your teeth types of meat. It has more flavor when you chop it up. You you a lot of the Lose juices the juice. get out. Like imagine cooking a fillet. And cutting it in eight slices before putting it on the grill like that's the extreme example but people don't like the toughness but that's actually what makes it better the largeness i should say might as well make fajitas with chopped up meat you might as well make a fajita and you know what you can make a fajita on is uh something that would use propane you can actually make a fajita on the grill i made i made chicken tacos on the grill the other day and if you are uh in need of some fuel for your grill may we recommend amerigas propane uh, available at over 55,000 locations, the nation's number one provider of propane. And uh, one can only assume propane accessories, but most notably propane locally. You can find them at Home Depot and 7-Eleven. Uh, so pretty much one within like five miles of you. You you most likely have a tank sitting out by your grill uh, since they are the nation's number one propane provider. Um, we are having – they want to be responsible for your tailgates as well. And we are having a great tailgate contest. All you got to do is go to crossingbroad.com slash – apparently it's not a backslash. It's a forward slash. I'm going to call it a backslash. Amerigas. And there will be a link there. All you got to do is enter your name, email, and I believe your zip code, and that's it. And you will be entered to win $500 worth of prizes uh, from courtesy of Amerigas. And that includes a portable grill. That includes – 
includes a portable heat lamp for your tailgates. It includes two tailgate chairs. It includes a hose to hook it all together. It includes $200 worth of Crossing Broad store apparel. All you pretty much got to do after the fact is like buy some burgers and hot dogs and the propane tank and your tailgate is ready to go. Uh, really good prize. Not a whole lot you got to do to enter. Crossingbroad.com backslash Amerigas. Uh, thanks to them for sponsoring. Uh, we're soon after this going to be doing a contest where if you go outside, you f- realize that you've had an Amerigas grill the whole time. It's been you. It's always been you. Take a picture of that. Instagram it, the most glorious shot of an Amerigas propane tank. If you can go find like one of those industrial sized ones, even better. The most glorious shot will get some sort of prize as well after this initial tailgate contest is over. So thanks to Amerigas for sponsoring us. I really, you really should not get any other propane. Propane saved my Christmas. Uh, you should not get any other propane besides Amerigas. Unfortunately, it was not Amerigas propane pumping into the house. There's like a local company who has like a monopoly on uh propane heating and it is unfortunately not Amerigas and nothing I could do about it because apparently it is just not possible but just wait Amerigas is going to show up with a truck I hope dig out the other if one. they come and dig out the Direct other one line. and put theirs in I will take a glorious Instagram photo of it but you need propane especially this winter it's cold the propane and a little bit of fire on the grill will beat the cold 10 times out of 10 uh, make sure you have an Amerigas tank go to Home Depot or 7-Eleven thanks them for sponsoring the show yeah, so Kyle, did you get a lot of hate for Pats? No, you know, um, no. I tell you, the, the, I, the, the post yesterday was fairly well received, a lot better than I thought it was going to be, because I think I tried to be reasonable and acknowledge that everyone's got a favorite or a preference thing, but, you know, I, I, I still go for a Pats. But granted, that your local one is probably very good because all cheesesteaks are delicious. That's yeah. the part about this I hate, and that's what you said. It's like it's a snobbery thing where it's like you'll mention it. And they're like, no, this is better. This is the way to. This is either the way to order it. This is what to get on it, or this is the place that definitively has the best cheese. No, they're all good. Like they're yeah. all good, and it's really tough to screw up any self-respecting local establishment who knows just the basics. You know, ch- you know. D- putting it on the, the griddle, chopping it up, using a fresh roll, you know, like all, all the basics. It's really hard to screw one up. It's when you go, you know, to places that think you have to put like these thick cuts of like strip steak and, you know, that's not that's yeah. not a cheese steak. It's just a different type of sandwich. Yeah, the closest conversation, I, I had a, I was hanging out with my friend Brad recently and we were talking about where's the best slice of pizza in New York and it's Brad, like the same up, thing. What's up, bro? What's and up, Brad? He, he uh, we were Brad. talking, it's like, Everyone has a different style they like. Everyone and everyone is partial to the one that's right around the corner from yes, their place. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but Russ, this, this what, Russ like, gets really offended. There, well, there's one. There's one part of this that there's a know, place like, in I guess Allentown a little bit I grew up going no, to. I, I don't even live near Allentown. Uh, I've never lived in or near. <sighs> well, Palermo's did have a good cheesesteak, and so did Roma. They make their own their own rolls. Here he's about. doing it. You're doing so, it. Oh, they make their own They don't use that uh, stuff so from Philly. In the summer, you know, in the Russ's summer, Russ's favorite I, is whatever cheesesteaks they wheel down into the coal mines. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, it wasn't made of you know canary. Because Kyle's. <sighs> we got whiz okay, wit today, that, boys. I think that's legitimately <laughs> my least favorite moment that's ever happened on this podcast. Is when Kyle's like, they send the canary down into the into the thing, and it it comes out it comes out of another hole, and that's how they know it's safe. <laughs> Wait, what? No, wait, explain to me the canary in the coal mine thing again. The canary in the coal mine. Jesus. So, canaries. It means there's a hole. No, no. 
they would release the canary into the mine, and if the if the canary stopped singing, it meant that there was an, uh, a carbon higher presence monoxide. of carbon monoxide. Got it. Which would kill, you know, kill people. Got so it. So if if the bird came back, it meant it was safe, and they can continue down. If the bird did not come back, it meant let's get out of here like now. Um, in the summer, I proposed in Slack that we should, you know, uh, uh, for for science really, and for Go to a, a potential mine? tax. Right off. No, we should do a definitive cheesesteak study where one of, like, everybody who's, original. With, who's, well, how many websites have actually gone to, like, all of the main ones and then brought them all together where everybody taste tests every cheesesteak? Like it sounds like a Glenn Macnell thing. This should be, like, you hit Steve's, you hit Pat's, you hit Gino's, Jim's. Delisandros, you hit no, Ishka I want us to go to Pottstown to the coal mines. That Pottsville, is more... Pottstown does not have coal mines. I'm down to go to Pottsville coal mines and do that. Do a podcast inside of a coal mine. I really think that we should go up and do. I the think England we should tour. go to the far flung places because every because you know everyone's the the big ones in the city. Everyone has had or can imagine, and this, and I'm sure these taste tests have been done many a times. Yeah, over, of course. But you probably have not Huey had people Lewis. rove around the suburbs. We should do it by county, and you go to all mm. the little hole in the walls. People recommend because no one can verify this. You know, if you say. It's true. I mentioned Dairy Cottage from Springfield yesterday, and there were some local people who were like, oh, Dairy Cottage, shout out. But 95% of the people reading that have never eaten there, and probably 85% have never heard of it. And it's like, well, you guys say, well, they have the best cheesesteak. Well, no one could verify that. That's what we should do. We should go verify, and we'll go all the all way right, up so as far as Russ's Allentown. If you are – I'm not from Allentown. So <laughs> if – your your geography I got is the black so, on the <laughs> I'm I'm going to be a merman. You're fl- you're you're swimming around like a mermaid. A merman, Dad. Um. Anyway, what? Zoolander. Come on, Zoolander. Come on, Zoolander. Uh, man. Not a Zoolander guy. Uh, wow. Ben Stiller. How are we by supposed the way? to be expected to teach children how to read if they can't even fit it's inside the building? building. Ben. Uh, that sounds like you're Stewie, by the way. Uh, ben Stiller increasingly <sighs> freaks me out with his look. Like he's gotten way too much facial work done to be funny because he like. He got a divorce too. Way too his appearance what? way too serious. Yeah, to Marsha. He and um, movie Marsha. Yeah, she stopped recognizing him because he's had so much work done. So Kyle, why is your wife so much cooler than you? Speaking of wives, uh, you know, I mean, it's I don't know. I, I mean, kicked my knew, coverage. She, she knew who Cardi B was, and she like to be fair, she only knew who she was because of Bruno Mars. Because of Bruno oh my Mars. God, you sound like Adam. You are you eating your mic? Your face. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's laying in front. I'm laying down. It's, it's, oh, it's like the super muffled. I feel. I do I this feel, podcast laying no, down. No, but I feel like you just like pulled the blanket over your head, like yeah, you're in middle school or something, and you Smell just got that girl's farts. number. Now you just got that girl's number, and you're like trying to hide it from your older brother. All right, what Kyle. are you doing with it? What are you doing with the number under the blanket? Hey, so Kyle, hey, so have you? The, no, you have the phone. You're trying to. Oh, you're talking to her. Kyle, have you Why heard do you the... always have to take it there, Kyle? No, I wasn't. I thought you meant like the number on a piece of paper. I'm like, why no. do you have to be under the blanket for the paper? Kyle, have you heard this song? No bells yet? I think it may come on like my Apple Music gym mix once. All right, ready? Okay, I can't play that. It's curse words. No. Yep. Wow. It was the number one song in the country. She, she, she sounds like Drake. Is, he, is he trying to be Drake? 
my. No. That, that 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 tone in her voice on that so red bottle. She wants to be, wants like to be a half Jewish Canadian. No, that was a Drake extent. That was a Drake hook, like extension there. Red bottles, back to back. It sounded like back to back. I heard back to back in there. <laughs> See, I know back to back. What is happening? See, today? I know back to back. Says the great. whitest guy in America. Back to back is a good song. For my money, top five rap song. Hey, speaking that, of white guys. Seriously, me. Kyle, if I could get you in like a windbreaker holding a Zima, that would be incredible. <laughs> All right, I don't know what a Zima is. Of course you don't, because you're the youngest guy in America. They didn't market that That's to the true. coal region. That's really what this is. It's it's a mix of like three people living in a house. We're, we're the worst road rules cast ever. But Russ is the young guy that doesn't pick up any references. Kyle is the disconnected guy that doesn't understand um, hip-hop culture. And Adam is a New York bubble that um, is completely out of touch. Sad. That's us. You're, you're so like really a quick. weird combination of a New York elitist slash like, like the, the, the white guy hip-hop fan. You're like this like perfect little like dichotomy. Oh, that's true. That's most white people in New York. He's also the biggest guy of the three of us, so I don't know how he ends up being like this little guy. Yeah. Well, I don't. Technically, I'm just a voice in your in your head. Until I meet you, I'm just Jiminy Cricket. I don't think anyone has seen him Mm. from anything other from the waist up. He could be five foot two. That is true. It's all lifts. (laughs) Damn! Can you imagine if I lied to you and I was actually five one one forty? That'd be amazing. But also really sad. If you were five one with a divorcee smoker's voice, I I don't know. Like the only yeah, time I've seen your full body is sitting on that rail with your pumped up kicks. That is no, true. I've put out other videos, like my betting Have videos. You? I'm usually standing. Yeah, I stand in all of the podcasts. It's a green screen. You can create all sorts of. All right, I'll send you a YouTube to the latest podcasts because I stand during the podcast because I have too much energy. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see you standing at that, and yet he lays down for this one. Well, dude, because I literally watch the sunrise. I watch the sunrise, and lately what I do is it's so fucking cold in New York and in Philly that I put a lot of blankets and I lay here, and I have a very nice morning. Russ, it's only cold in New York. (laughs) If I lay here. If if it's not cold or snowing in New York, it's not happening. That's very true. (laughs) Can we really quick? I know that... I know I'm like the only one who cares, I guess. At Nolan this point. Patrick. So the Flyers. <laughs> the Flyers. There is one just, person listening right now who's like, I, I tuned in for Flyers talk and finally they got there. Every once finally. in a while, there's there's like a few people who like when when we would do the cozy read and then mention Anthony Sanfilippo's <laughs> coverage of the Flyers, there was a guy who goes wasn't literally. A few, there was one. There was one person. Guy goes, literally, that's the most Flyers talk you guys have done in weeks. Really quick. Uh, so the Flyers the other day played the penguins in what might have been the worst flyers penguins game of all time they're both they were the last place and next to last place team in their division and it was a, a total train wreck last night they played the islanders they won six to four neat um and a, on a positive note ivan provorov had three points on the night but instead of being happy about certain players that we have uh, i'd rather be i'd rather be negative about our second overall pick nolan patrick who happens to, on the season, for those keeping track at home, now he did have a couple injuries that kept him out of time, but on the season, Nolan Patrick, the guy who was supposed to be the consensus number one pick up until, you know, we started pumping up the Nico power play shirts and the devil swooped in because of course they did. Nolan Patrick on the season has two goals, six assists for a total of eight points. 
Nico Hishier, on the other on the other hand, has eight goals, eighteen assists, twenty six points. I'm very sad. Uh, and on a on another Flyers note, um, they made uh, Ron Hextall uh, brought up a guy whose name now totally escapes me. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Um, but he made this weird kind of passive comment about how Wells Fargo Center has been quiet recently, and that the uh, the call up is supposed to you know bring energy to the arena. It's like a guy who's a career fourth liner in in the AHL. But apparently it's the Flyers fans' fault that, you know, the coach sucks and the uh, the GM hasn't acquired good talent. But, yep. Totally I'd like to weigh fault. in on the Nolan Patrick thing because that was on Go the ahead. cover of the Daily News the other day. And uh, I'm getting this sense. Like, look, I-, I would be a bit of a hypocrite to be the guy who constantly defends Ben Simmons for being a rookie and then coming on being like, see, told you, Nico is better. But uh, I, Nolan Patrick, his – there's, I sound like Bill Simmons here, but there was a couple of weird red flags dating back to like his injury the year before they drafted him. because he, So he had this sports hernia, I guess it wasn't properly diagnosed, and then he, you know, he got it fixed or didn't get it fixed, and then he got it fixed. Like, he basically missed three different stints with the injury, and then another time it was on, I believe, the other side. Um, but then what he, like no one found out I guess until right before or right after the draft that he had had surgery again. They and they would, knew before. They knew, well, but the sports hernia surgery that he had it wasn't totally the same one that um I think it was Ghost and um Giroux had. I think they also had like an abdominal. Uh, there was like a, there was another piece of of that sports hernia that um, Nolan didn't have, but they did know that he was having the surgery ahead of time. Sorry, sorry, I lost you. Say that again. I was saying that like. Nolan Patrick's surgery that he ended up having uh, was kind of similar to the one that Ghost and Giroux both had. Um, they had one other injury. I think it was like another tear uh, either in the, the groin or the abdomen. Like they had one additional part that Nolan didn't have. But going into that draft, teams knew and the Flyers before they drafted him knew that he had this surgery. So that that wasn't like a surprise. That, but it was that a was surprise that no one on the outside knew it. And then he had, and like weirdly, no one mentioned it. And then he had this mysterious—not even mysterious, but like this sort of shocking drop because he was the number one pick for a long time. And then it was only in those final months where it was like, no, everyone, I like Nico looks better. He looks like he's got a better skill set. And now Patrick's got this weird injury issue, and he tell team tells teams like last minute. I guess didn't work out for them, and then they find out last minute, and then they're like, no, no, but he's totally good. And you know, injury wise, I guess he's fine, but. I don't know. Like it's just like weird. He has weird momentum, and you could the same could obviously be said for Markel Fultz. Like weird injury momentum, but Patrick has a very weird like track of like negativity since six months before the draft. Whereas Nico has gone in the other direction, and I like I just feel like this is going to be one of those things that five, six, seven years down the road we're going to be like, God damn it! Like we were so close to getting Nico, and we wound up with Patrick, who turned out to be a huge bust. I don't know. I think he. <laughs> it's like John. Nico. It's like John Wall and Evan Turner. Oh no! Well, but see, I think there is a difference in this. I think it. I think yeah, comparing him terrible. to like Ben Simmons would be kind of fair in a sense because like Ben and Nolan have both always been groomed as like you are the best player, you will be the number one pick. Except but listen, what I'm but what I'm saying is that like. Evan Turner was not supposed to be the number one overall pick. Like, he was not always groomed to be the number one pick. He just happened to be the one that, at the time, they said was the most ready, the most NBA-ready skill set. That's he fine, but the difference be, like, between... like, the equivalent of, like, what Jason Tatum is, except Jason Tatum is actually a good player. 
The diff- yeah, but the difference between Ben Simmons and Stolen Patrick is that Ben Simmons has performed basically up to expectation, it probably surpassed it thus far, and Nolan Patrick is not as good as the counterpart who was drafted right before him. I All right, so the counterpoint there. to that is that Ben had the year of, of traveling and understanding the NBA schedule, blah, blah, blah. The, I don't know if you like that narrative or not, but like Nolan, to some extent, like got thrown into this NHL fire where typically a lot of those guys get sent down to the AHL or, or they play their junior team another year. And I think there was a lot of pressure from not only the front office, but also from the fans to just make sure that he makes the team so that there were there was a reason to sell tickets because the team just the team's just not good enough. And it gave a reason for people to come out and watch. But like at the same time, if you're going to do that, then you really shouldn't be like, you know, sitting the Sandheims of the world. Um, the, one of the, I guess the only things to really look forward to if you're a Flyers fan is that the world juniors have, have been going on. And uh, Carter Hart, who is probably Anthony Sanfilippo was saying in the uh, Slack chat, is probably the best goalie prospect they've had in quite a, a, <laughs> a long stretch of time. Like he's since what? last year. Since last year, no, 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 prospect? no. Carter Hart, okay. Carter Hart is is legitimately like a stud goalie prospect. We're oh, like, okay, for no, because for years people said like Anthony Stolarz was supposed to be the guy, and then before and that, it, and it never never we, came to fruition. We well, go Bob Bobrovsky was Bobrovsky was a good prospect. Him. And like he ended up winning what two Vezina trophies. So like that's not too surprising. But like Carter Hart is a good player. And he's been dominating his junior team, and now he's he's been putting on a, a decent show. He lost in a shootout the other day. He also has a Kyle Scott level kind of weird um, tick to him, where he's got a, a weird mean? super. Well, I think you probably have some weird superstitions, and Carter Hart's weird superstition is he has to be the last guy off the ice. And um, I think it was Switzerland's goalie, uh, goalie still are like weird. back. His backup goalie was still on the ice, and so Carter Hart faked leaving the ice so that the Swiss goalie would leave and then Carter Hart as soon as the other guy got off the ice and went into the locker room Carter Hart came back out and like skated one little circle in front of the boards and then was the last one to leave the ice anyway that's enough respect that's enough hockey for the uh for the episode shall we talk about the Sixers Spurs they won they did it was what did you guys watch it yeah (laughs) it was interesting to watch it was uh, it was for me like they did they barely played any of their players, but to see Brett Brown after the game semi emotional, I was like, oh wow, that was kind of big. What was that was nice because if you haven't seen the video, I don't know if Kyle tweeted it or not, but the Sixers tweeted out the post game video almost like the Doug Peterson post game speech, and it was all about Brett thanking Joel for playing with that that bruised hand, which. We can come back to injury updates with the Sixers another time. But Embiid ends up playing the game, scores, what was it, 21 points. And Ben Simmons, you know, he said to Joel, thank you for coming out and playing, you know, hurt, and then said to Ben, you know, I told you to go out and be LSU, Ben, hit a bunch of effing free throws, and you did it. So he said to those guys, ring the bell, which I guess is, is their thing, like their game ball. And instead they said, no, you beat Pop. Like, you beat your former team for the first time. You get to ring the bell. And so for all the people who have been crapping on Brett Brown this year and the job that he's done, I think it's pretty safe to say, like, he he has the respect of the locker room. You can question his rotations. You can question his, his end-of-game management. But one thing that I think would be darn near impossible to question is whether or not he has the locker room. Oh, for sure. And, and like, that post-game video, I think, summed it up. Like, Joel said that the reason that he played was because he wanted to help Brett beat beat pop in his former team 
And like that clearly shows that he's got, you know, a certain level of love for, for Brett. Like, I don't think you're ever going to find a, a moment where Joel is going to turn on Brett the same way that I never would have expected Joel to turn on Hanky. Like, those same guys were with him through the death Tom of his brother. Brady to turn on Bill no, but I'm, no, but like they were with him through the death of his brother. They were there with him through two fractures in his foot. Like they're always going to be connected. And so, and like, don't forget, guys like JJ Redick when they signed cited Brett Brown as a main reason that they signed with this team. So, like, look, expectations were really high. I set unrealistically high expectations. Admittedly, they're still going to make the playoffs, and Adam is still going to owe me twenty dollars. But I felt I felt like a nice holiday warmth watching those guys, you know, really embrace Brett after the game. And I, I felt better. I don't feel as negative now. The end. All right. Fair enough. Good. Fair enough. But also, I hated the narrative that people were going with that that the Spurs, like, I know that the Spurs sat four of their, their top guys, but they did still have LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Pau Gasol. Like, that team is so deep that... Even without playing Kawhi Leonard or Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, or Danny Green, it's still a good team. Like Russ, that, are you okay with where Embiid and Simmons are currently standing in the wild card voting? In the all-star voting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and no. So Embiid would currently be a starter because, remember, they eliminated yes. forwards and centers. Dude, his entrance is going to be amazing. It will be. So we need to continue to get him going. Don't forget, if you are... Uh, trying to vote online. I saw something about like uh, through this weekend or something. Votes are supposed to be doubled. Um, if you tweet like something Starbucks that has points. Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, just their name or their Twitter handle with hashtag NBA vote, that gets them a vote. So I I would encourage people that any tweet that you send out, it could be, Hey hun, running to the store. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, hashtag NBA vote. Like you've got to start doing that. Who tweets out, Babe, I'm running to the store. You never know. There are some older people who don't know how to use Twitter. Not that I know any who may so or may you're not. Hoping, you're hoping that there's ignorant old people that don't know how to use yep. Twitter that will tweet and listen to a podcast. Yes. And are, okay, gotcha. It totally happens. Um, but Ben, I think, is fourth in guards, um, which I, I think to some extent is fair. If we had to put two all-stars on on this team, that would be that'd be really exciting. If nothing else, it shows that there are people across the country that are, are recognizing how great these two guys are, especially for how how early in their careers they are. Okay. No, Ben Simmons is amazing. (laughs) I'm just trying to remember, is the NBA all-star game going with the fantasy draft of this year? Uh, I believe, and they're trying to see if they should do it, but behind closed doors, I think we're going to be Carmelo's a big push. Carmelo. So Carmelo Anthony said he, if, if they do that, he doesn't want it to be on TV because guys' feelings will get hurt and egos will get blown up. Oh, that's right. People will be upset. Like, give me a fucking break. That was one of the most absurd. I understand if, if players, like, subconsciously feel that way. Like, Christ, I don't want to be picked last for this thing on TV. Whereas, by the way, the hockey guy, the NHL, they did it. Yeah, and Phil Kessel exactly. was last. It was funny. And, like, you know, everyone had a good time. But, no, no, Carmelo Anthony's Carmelo Anthony is freaked out about being on TV because he knows of the big name, you know, megastar names. He's going to be one of the last ones taken of that group. And it's going to be all politics and all this. Yeah. And 
And like I but grow up, I, grow I up. You guys like, are so yep. fucking rich. This is an exhibition. Well, and you LeBron, can't LeBron came set aside out and said your ego to do it. Do, they should do it. It's re- it yeah. is absurd. I the can't whole believe I'm going to say this, but I agree fucking, with LeBron James. The whole fucking point of doing it is for the fans. Like this whole event is for the fans. The whole point of doing a draft is to mix it up for the fans. Why wouldn't you put it on TV? Like why would you put it behind closed doors? So like that is so fucking like arrogant in a bubble. Like totally not understanding the whole point of the thing. I I hate Carmelo so much. Go How ahead. would you guys feel about the NBA taking what the NHL did a few years ago? Fucking where it's win a fanta- something. Where it's, where, it's a fantasy. <laughs> where it's a fantasy. Wow. Where it's a fantasy draft. Um, but you you play smaller sided teams. Like what if the NBA did like a three on three tournament as the All Star game? Would you guys watch it? Three on three basketball is not of good course. to watch. That is my theory. Yeah, but I like w- if it's I want I want to watch one on one. Yeah, all no, these things king, sound good until you watch it. Of, like a game. No, bullshit. King of the Hill 1v1 that, NBA style would be incredible. That would be, no, that would be awesome. We tried to do that at Bleach Report. We were pitching this to the NBA to let us do a one versus one, but we were told that there's no way that the NBA players would allow, like would players like Carmelo would do it. <laughs> Could you imagine so, like putting an NBA star on the court with you? Like and, and that oh, guy no, 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 no. He means he no, means I'm like s- actually using bleach yeah, like, oh, to like yeah. hit. I thought you meant like, like, like an love- interview thing. Like Adam goes one on one with Carmelo. If you could put two guys against each yeah, other, kick him, kick him in the balls. Kick him in the balls. Who would? What two guys would you put against? Each- I'd love to see a game of Durant versus LeBron. Yeah, that'd be great. That's the. Is one. there any other matchup that boy, boy, Russ? Way to go out on a fucking limb. No, I'm just, I'm saying like that's what I'd want to see. I'm just asking like. Some people think that like Steph versus LeBron uh, would be interesting, which I, I certainly do not. <laughs> like <laughs> Adam, since since I I just saw your message in Slack, what should people be looking for or or rooting for this week as Eagles fans? Uh, you are definitely rooting for any upsets in the NFC playoffs. I think Carolina winning would be the best thing for the Eagles. If we could some if the Eagles could somehow play Carolina, um I think they're the best matchup. And then I think after that You I want the Rams and the Carolina Fal- to win. I think you want the Falcons and Carolina to win. I think that the no, Rams are if you got the, the Falcons and Carolina, we're gonna play the Falcons. I would rather play the Panthers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're rooting for the Rams and Carolina. Correct. That's what I think Eagles fans should be rooting for. Good point, Kyle. Thank you. You, Rams you, you may take nice credit shot. for it. <laughs> that was a nice moment. Yeah. You guys coming Good. together. Speaking of coming together, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go get a back rub, he says. <laughs> Actually, I do have to cash that in. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. the one time that I can stay later, Adam has to leave early. I don't have to leave early. It's it's we've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes. It's an hour nine on our official tracker. And based on where Kyle cuts this thing, it could be only be like an hour five. You guys did I'm an hour 11. To edit anything. Early. Yeah. Anything. Well, well, oh, fuck. I just spilled. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you want to wrap it, Adam? You don't forget. All right. Carlinos, well, Carlinos, Carlinos, Carlinos. Oh, yes, shit. Carlino, Live January event. 11th, Thursday, 7 p.m. Live event. There. Bye. That's it? That's the wrap? Love you guys. You're the best. Fucking A. Follow Russ on Twitter at Joy on Broad. Kyle on Twitter at Crossing Broad. I am at Adam Lefko. This has been yet another week of the Crossing Broadcast podcast. Again, root for the Rams and the Panthers. We love you so much, and we will see you next week.